difficult, 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 women. Hi. Hi. How's it going? We did it. We did it. What did we do? (laughs) We're here. We showed up. Oh, we made it. We left our houses. Oh my God. It's exciting. Welcome world. You're listening to Difficult Women Podcast. Yes, we are Reformed Whores. (laughs) That's right. That's just the name of our band. I mean, maybe we kind of are in real life too, but I'm Katie. I'm Marie. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. It feels good. We are finally back together. Uh, Full disclosure, y'all. The past several weeks have been, those were pre-recorded. Boom, gotcha. But they weren't like (laughs) pre, like no, they had never been released before. Right, no. So they were still new content. So basically, I mean, it was Christmas break, New Year's break, all that sort of stuff, but we did not stop the pod. We kept it going. I'm going to keep that party going. Because we have one job, and that's to serve you is that really our only job? that's my one job is just to give get my podcast out there so many podcast questions when i went home my poor really? parents yeah my oh, parents don't, don't understand my dad especially is just struggles with um how do we make money from podcasts and it, he's he's smart about it he's right on i tried to explain about you know advertising and stuff and uh then he asked me how much we've been making and you know Six i said the, i said the goal <laughs> the goal is a lot uh, so we that's will be great. millionaires be by fine. the end of 2020. That's but what we I also told do them. for the love of potting. That's true. It's not like we're just trying to suck money out of you guys. No. You don't even have to pay anything for this. It's I know great. it's free. I love it. Because it's free, you should probably head on over to Patreon.com, though. <laughs> if you like, us. please do. Yeah, because that's some hot, especially for 2020. We're going to be coming out with so many. Oh, my God. We're going to be all things. on top of that. Now that we've figured out how that site works. <laughs> It took a minute. Have we figured it out? No, I mean, we're getting there. It's it's good. We're we're sending out some fun. We sent out Christmas cards to our patrons, personalized Christmas cards. That was really neat. That was really fun. If you got one of those, let us know. If you're a patron listening today. Um, yeah. Yeah, but we're back together finally. Cause I was in where were you? I was mostly alone at home. Ah, that's lovely. <laughs> Everyone was gone. And I was just like I there was about a four day period where I didn't speak to any humans. I was just, I was Were very, your roommates gone? Everyone was gone. Oh, that's awesome. It was it was very lonely. Aww. I like totally lost track of what t- the time. Yeah, I mean, I really was in that hole of the bubble. Oh my god! I just it, it wasn't even just I didn't know what day it was. It was that I didn't. I never knew what time it was. <laughs> it could have been any time at any time. I'd really. Did you get dressed or were you? No. Just why would I get PJs? dressed? No. Yeah. I think I every so often I'd go get a grocery or something, but. <laughs> I'd be like, how does money work? I don't remember. <laughs> like, just nothing. Does my voice box work? Oh, my God. That's that, crazy. for sure. I did not get yeah. a lot of use out of that. Well, I had just the complete opposite experience. I had people all over me for about two and a half weeks. I yeah. was never alone because uh, I was down in Tennessee. And then I went to Atlanta and all that stuff. But it was good. I'm happy to be back to New York, um, mainly because of the the traffic and consumerism in other cities oh is so blaringly like nashville i love nashville but i don't recognize that my city anymore interesting it's i just it's a totally different place it's grown a lot huh it's grown and then they've just torn down every beautiful old historic building that was worth of it any anything and replaced it with a sky rise apartment that taylor swift lives in Oh, does she live in all of them yep she lives in all of them (laughs) she probably also i learned that reese witherspoon lives in my neighborhood Oh, in Nashville I had no idea so I just camped out uh just trying sh- to find her <laughs> looking for <it. laughs> no but it's good to be back and I'm so excited to be potting um one crazy thing that was happening the entire time we were gone was we kept getting these alerts 
We've got lots YouTube. of alerts. Yeah, we've talked about this before on the pod, but um, the one episode that everybody's, not everybody, that certain people have been fixated on is our incel episode. And oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> people, it's some, they're catching on that we got that episode out. Oh boy. We've gotten yeah. a lot of um, comments. A friend of mine sent me a Facebook message saying um, that we are famous on Reddit <laughs> in like the incel group or something. They had posted, someone had posted our YouTube video, or it's just a soundbite of that episode, and someone had commented, it's rage fuel. You don't have to watch it. Just give it a dislike. Which is funny to me, too, because it's that's a crazy idea that, you know, this is rage fuel. Like, this is something yeah. we're going to make, you know, we, we want to be mad. Like, let's be mad. So there's that. So don't even listen so to you it. You don't, but you don't even have to listen. Just, like, let's all not worry about what the content is of the episode. Mm-hmm. We're just going to bash it without knowing anything about it which is so 2020 and 2019 and like so of this <laughs> time so period where people don't you just read the headline of the article right. and you and don't you read the article it. and then you like say you know everything about it which is what i do all the time but um <laughs> but uh so we got like lots of comments some of these i just can't even this one is sort of interesting because it uses so many because they have all this terminology that they use yes so this one was uh LMAO, which is not their terminology. Uh, the most blue-pilled, low-IQ thing I've heard in a while. Two women talking about men's problems. You two are living life on tutorial mode as women. And then somebody wrote, responded and said, I'm confused what they've said that was wrong. Oh, and really? I think that oh, I missed that's, that one. Yeah, and Thank I think that you. that's the point. Is What kills me about this is that the whole point of the episode, it wasn't to defend them per se, but it was trying to explain and understand like from what their perspective was to give them a little bit of a room to... I don't know, have a little bit of space in a, a regular human person's conversation who's not right. an incel to understand what's going on here. And to not stereotype incels no. and actually kind of dive in and understand what exactly that means and why society has pushed these types yeah, of people. Yeah, why they feel really isolated and right. why, you know. But I think that what I've learned is don't be nice to people. <laughs> don't give them a 2020, platform. 2020, uh, Difficult Women Pod is saying, don't be nice to people. No, don't give just them a be uh, just every man for himself, every woman for herself. <laughs> um, no, that's not how I feel. But I do think it's crazy that you, you you try to relate to somebody and then you realize there's some people that don't, they want to be victims. Right. They, These can, people they can't want. even hear you. No, yeah, they want they to want be victims. Yeah. So, oh, fine. You can well, I got scared because, you know, it, it's it's a topic that, you know, you hear the word incel because of, you know, shootings and that sort of thing. And I haven't seen The Joker. Did you see The Joker? I saw it. It's so good. You did? Oh, my God. It's, so I is loved... it about incels or, or just like No, the... it's about, it's about um, somebody who's been mistreated so badly by society that he breaks and he, who has uh, actual mental, like, issues mm. prior to being bullied anyway, but then is bullied into just... You either kill yourself in mm. that scenario or you turn into a psychopath. Mm. And in this case, Joker turns into a psychopath. It's also such a good, um, if you care at all about, you know, Batman and those stories or no. And I feel like we've all grown up with them to yeah. some degree. It's such a good origin story. But it's so upsetting. And it's and I can see why people were worried that it could encourage people to do bad things. Do bad things. Yeah. Because he's a hero in the movie mm. and he basically is like, fuck all y'all and you kind of are like yeah i know why (laughs) yeah so i know a lot of people did not like that movie but i thought it was incredible it's also beautifully shot and so well acted and all that stuff Uh uh-huh 
Not for huh. everybody, but anyway, sorry. What were we going to say about the joke? I got distracted because well, I was like, I love that. Movie. I love that. Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying this, the subject of incels does scare me and I'm glad that we kind of tackled that subject. But now we're doing we're getting exactly kind of what I thought might yeah. happen, which is fine. Which I we're think safe. Is, <laughs> I think it just goes to show, though, like I said, that they, that they're just proving the, the yeah. point that everybody what the thing that people don't like about them they're just doing that thing which is that right. they don't even he even said it in that comment don't you don't have to listen to it just dislike right. it mm-hmm. well that's not a way to live your life mm-hmm. no nope. so anyway well thanks trolls that was a fun troll time to be receiving throughout the holiday break yeah <laughs> my phone would ping and be like oh another insult comment cool, how cool, lovely cool. merry christmas happy, happy new, new year. year we did get a positive email yes, and that and we're this is the focus, opposite of troll time focus on positivity uh we got a great email from my dear friend chris williams shout out hello he wrote us an email hey hoes just wanted to chime in on your most recent episode i was super bummed to hear the stat that millennial men were mostly opposed to their partner working i was even more confused about y'all's own experiences with fellas who weren't okay with their lady being the breadwinner as a single dad in the dating world i'm dying to not be the only one with my shit together in a relationship furthermore i would give anything to meet a woman that could reach the amount of success that would allow me to jackass around the kids all the time anyway y'all are a force for the positive and i love the show chris in nashville Yay, Chris. Yay, Chris. Thanks for your feedback. That's true, actually. You know, I I loved our episode about following your dreams and having a supportive partner and all that sort of stuff. But it's just there are so many men out there that are single fathers raising their kids alone and, and, you know, the same type of experience that he's going through. Chris, I watched him through the years, like, get his shit together. And he is the greatest father on the planet. It's really just been so cool to watch. So, yeah. And I'm, and he, I've met him too. And I think he's a, wonderful person and he also strikes me as someone that would get it that that I think what he's I think when you especially if you are a single father and you start to see what the responsibilities of that job are when you're raising a child Mm -hmm. and frequently women see it and men don't always see the whole picture and I think he's getting a chance to see the whole picture he's in a position to be like okay I need (laughs) I would like to have a responsible cool lady that has her shit together to help me out like that is a reasonable way to look at that yeah so i appreciate that he acknowledges that um i saw some sort of uh it was like what do you call it like a blog post or something just yesterday oh, randomly blogs again i don't know what you'd call it <laughs> almost like an op-ed but it was just in a not very important blog i'm sorry but uh-huh. uh but someone was sort of going through this notion of i guess there's also a this is not chris i'm not accusing chris of this (laughs) at all but i guess there are some men out there that say "Mm, i want like an independent lady who pays for her own things and doesn't suck me dry and blah 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 and i guess there's a consortium of men that say they want that but then they also want to control their women and they get jealous say we can't go out and with your friends because you're my woman Mm -hmm. but also i want you to be independent and pay for your own things it's like no no you can't have it both ways so the whole thing kind of broke it down saying if you really want an independent woman this is what it looks like she doesn't need you <laughs> she doesn't you know it doesn't mean she doesn't want you right and wants she you to have you she's choosing you. to have you around but she don't need you so don't act like you can control her then she's gonna go off and have her friends she's gonna go do, that's what it means to be independent right and she, i guess there's sort of a fetishization of strong independent women so that there's an there's a it's just like every other type of woman that there's a way to sexualize it and make it into sort of a a product uh so these men that love these like strong women but they don't know what that means in a human way right 
So right. I the idea of it is great, but then the actuality, they're like, wait a minute. Well, it's like if you watch a porn where the woman is telling you what to do and she's dominant, mm-hmm. then you're like, yeah, that's hot. And you're like, no, what it means is I have a job and <laughs> I, I just want to pay my rent by myself and not be, <laughs> not have to worry about you, you know? Right. And it means I have my own thoughts and opinions right. and right. things. And, and those guys are like, what? I thought, I thought you just you, wanted to dominate me. Yeah, yeah. they want to spank me. Like, yeah. well, that too, but also just oh, one. Wow. Well, so. 2020, independent women everywhere. We're getting there slowly We're, but surely. Slowly but surely. Getting some people on board just halfway there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of independent women, that yeah. leads great. That leads perfectly into our topic today, which I think is, you know, the world is is literally burning and, and God, you know, yeah. I don't know what's happening anymore. Um, And I, I wanted to pick a topic today yeah. that's like and fun and positive yes. because lord knows we need it so where else to turn to but the girl scouts yeah <laughs> were you a girl scout uh no and that actually brings me to my point which is i did a very bad job researching this because i got so distracted by looking up 4-h stuff because i was in 4-h ah. so i started looking so what's up the difference between 4-h and girl scouts so the big difference between 4-h and girl scouts is uh 4-h is um funded by like agricultural programs and like mm. the government in sort of ways that there, a lot of money comes from that or from like public colleges and things mm. and the Girl Scouts is a non-for-profit but they fundraise right so 4-H doesn't have any kind of fundraising so I know I know for I mean I have lots of opinions about this too but um there I know for example it's not like it's super expensive to be a Girl Scout, but you definitely sp- have to spend money because you have to buy the uniforms and the patches mm-hmm. and then you have and there's like some dues and stuff. In 4-H, you don't have to spend a dime. There's no requirement. Ah. Our, our club and some clubs had dues monthly, mm-hmm. but um, they were mostly to cover the cost of the soda and potato chips at the meetings. Ah, you know what I mean? And it wasn't, none of it went to the organization mm-hmm. whereas when you sell cookies for example girl scouts uh, most of that money goes back to the organization and not the troop mm-hmm. so it's so that's one thing also another thing that's different is that um girl scouts have a merit system that's through badges mm-hmm. which are so fun and so cool and i like was so jealous of that as a kid but one thing i was reading about with the 4-h which is kind of cool is that um 4-h you'll have programs you'll do like presentations on things mm-hmm. but there's very they really don't tell you what it has to be on so this one woman was explaining how her kid did a demonstration on uh, what Pokemon characters correlated to the to animals? Like what an- real animals were the most like Pokemon characters? And the point isn't the top. She was really excited to do the project, so she put all her energy into it, and then she got good marks on it because um, she was passionate about it. And she got up on and she she wrote a very con- a thoughtful thing, and it's not specific to anything. Whereas in Girl Scouts, you're like, oh, I'm gonna learn how to make a fire, or I'm gonna do this thing, and then I earn a badge. Mm-hmm. None of those things are bad or good. They're just mm-hmm. different. Um, anyway, so that's that. And it's co-ed, too. 4-H, 4-H is, co-ed. is co-ed. And all, the other thing about 4-H is it's, ve- in, in theory, it's very, very, very for anybody. Mm. So because partially because there's no cost to mm. it. And because it's co-ed, there's just no limits to who can join. Mm. You just have to be within a certain age group. I don't remember 4-H growing it's up. It's not very active in all areas that's mm. the biggest problem and it's always thought of as being this farm thing mm. and it mostly it, it does it's mostly been paid for by the agricultural programs in the united states 
because it was a program for farmers children's but it's just developed beyond that now there's a lot of like public speaking and leadership programs that's what i was participating in and of course i did all the sewing stuff so anyway Mm -hmm. love (laughs) 4-h just remember that that's an option too if you like that but today we're talking about girl scouts and i know i know something about girl scouts too yeah well Um, i was a girl scout you were well i was a brownie (laughs) okay so that's like a first level uh, I think it was I think brownies are seven to nine years old or something. So I don't know. Yeah, I was a brownie as well as my older sister. Margo, my younger sister, did not participate. Mm. When I texted my full family this morning of like, hey, any stories of Girl Scouts or brownies? And like Margo wrote back, I didn't. Uh, mom, mom said I couldn't do it. <laughs> like, oh. was like, <laughs> she was like, we're done. Because I mean, truthfully, I think what happened was there's three of us girls and Rachel did it and then I was doing it. And it was so fun, but it was expensive. And then you're yeah. required to like sell cookies and, you know, but it was so fun to have a group of girls that yeah. you were able to, to, you know, I remember we went camping, we went whitewater rafting at wow. like, you know, seven years old. I'm like, ah! wow. <laughs> and I got a badge for that. And then, um, a lot of cooking stuff and but in the end it was too expensive for all of us to do so I think none part of us of the, it's hard to because you get like a book every year but you have to get the book you have to buy the book every single year mm-hmm. th- th- because they keep updating it they definitely have ways and i think that partly they do that because they're trying to keep their organization vital you know right. so i get mm-hmm. it but um it is a little bit cost prohibitive to for some people right yes Especially and for us i think kids, like if one yeah. of us wanted to do it it would have been fine but since there was three of us yeah it's it like, just starts it, to and of up. course if one person wanted if rachel wanted to do it all of us wanted to do it so yeah. none of us got to be I part do, of the party <laughs> yeah no i totally understand i do think they've become more conscious of those things yes in the in recently in and even I was looking up on the web. I spent most of my research just on their website because I was like, I know, what actually, are the patches? They're so it cute. It really is a great website. Um, and they, it seems now, I remember back in the day, you'd have a whole outfit. There was a shirt and a little orange mm-hmm. thing. That the, my, my neighbor was a brownie. So I used mm-hmm. to kind of live vicariously through her. And then there was like a vest and a skirt. And the whole outfit was not nothing. Maybe 60 bucks at the time, which was right. not nothing. Yeah, I had the full and thing. Then, and then you grow out of them. Right, and you have to keep buying new ones, and then the books and all the stuff, and then and if you're a leader, I guess you have to get the yeah. And you know what was free? Church. (laughs) Yeah, we we started four H. Yeah, yeah, or four H. That was my four H. But my big thing about Girl Scouts. That is where I learned not only how to camp or you know archery and that sort of thing, but that's where I learned that Santa was not real oh fuck girl scouts get out of here girl scouts i remember that day so clearly we were we were at the troop like headquarters or wherever we're having our meetings and then some girls were laughing about santa and i was like what about what about santa and rachel my older sister was there and claire somebody said santa santa's just your mom and dad and i was so destroyed (laughs) So that's where I learned that Santa was just my mom and dad at Girl Scouts. That's very sad. So, well, so another p- plug for 4-H. <laughs> 4-H tends to have a lot of homeschool kids. Oh, and wow. so they, they're generally speaking, in my experience with the homeschool kids, they sometimes are kind of weird and like socially awkward, but they tend to be very nice. Right. And very sweet and very kind of sheltered. So you're not, they're not going to tell you about Santa. They're not, they don't, they still believe There's in not, Santa. And they don't, they haven't been bullied because they don't go to school. Right. So they don't know what bullying is. Mm-hmm. So they're just nice people all the time. So well, that's another plus. Well, that that was actually a really good thing to learn in Girl Scouts is that your parents have been lying to you and that 
um here's the truth to get a badge for that though yeah here (laughs) there's no santa badge um um <laughs> no but but here okay so now i don't mean to be shitting on girl scouts no! we're, we're like shitting on girls first of all they make the best cookies i just had a bunch um my friend's daughter is a little daisy scout or something oh. and she uh has she sold you know, they some? sell them online now but i know but so we used to have to go i say we because i would go with my neighbor uh and we'd sell door to door and it was the most nerve-wracking thing i had ever done up until that point but i think it's such a good skill to learn absolutely um it teaches these young little girls to be entrepreneurs absolutely and i know some people kind of shit on girl scouts for for saying that like you know they really force you to do that they really push you to do the cookies and if you don't feel like doing the cookies they really make you feel bad and that could be true i don't know it probably depends from troop to troop too and like Mm -hmm. how intense that troop is running their stuff uh but i will say i'm even if you don't if a kid is too shy to sell cookies, I think it's still good for them to try mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think you, you really do learn about entrepreneurship. And I think the competition, some people complain about the company because, you know, if you sell 10 million boxes or something, you get a new car. <laughs> they hoist you up and yeah, yeah, celebrate good. you as a gold member. Yeah, But I think that kind of competition can be also be good because um, I was breaking this down with my roommate the other day because it is OK. Here was one thing that always annoyed me was that the kids whose parents worked at some office with like a ton of people or right. their parents had a lot of money. So their employees had a lot of money and they would buy the most boxes or whatever. So some kid that basically did nothing and kind of outsourced the work to their parents, they would sometimes win all the prizes. And there was definitely an unfair advantage there. Mm-hmm. But as we were saying, like, wow, that sucks. We realized that's how everything works oh. in this goddamn country. So it's at least teaching right. you as an early age that you're screwed. <laughs> And you can't, you can't do that. Or you can, or or what it teaches you if you don't have the resources, like some of the kids with the rich, you know, the rich kids or something, then you have to get creative. And that's also mm-hmm. a very useful t- skill set. So um, my roommate was talking about how, reminding me of that girl that was selling them right by the weed dispensary. Oh, in L.A.? Somewhere like in, in L.A. or California? Colorado Colorado or somewhere. But she was... And, oh, that's and I'm sure, genius. Yeah. And I'm sure maybe her parents helped her come up with that. But <laughs> that was somebody that maybe, you know, she doesn't... You don't have to be rich to, like, make a ton of money right. off of cookies if you're creative about where you sell them. Wow. And I thought, like, yeah. That yeah. Te- that I would t- totally buy some cookies right after I picked up a J-O. Yep. And that's also just a great thing to teach a kid. <laughs> just kind of know your audience. <laughs> know your audience. <laughs> like, you know, know the demographic. Well, we sign. We would sign up. I thought it was cool that our little troop. We, um, yes, I, I do believe that there were some rich kids selling, having their parents hawk them or whatever. But I think the majority of us, we would go to like Kroger's or any of the local grocery stores and like set up our booth, and then we'd sign up and you, you know, you'd spend an hour or two, yeah, in each person. So then it was very fair that the troop was selling the cookies oh, rather than. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, the way that my friend did it, uh, it was just every woman for herself and. Uh, <laughs> And then it was sort of a competition within the troop, and then they would win a prize. And we never got it. I mean, I keep saying we, like I pretended I was sort of in the group with her. I never went to any of the meetings. I wasn't allowed. But I went and sold with her, and we would just go door to door. That's it was the so only way we dangerous knew how to do nowadays. it. Like, I think oh. about that now Isn't after it, listening to so many of my murder podcasts. Like, if I had a my daughter, we I would, I mean, yes door-to-door selling is probably a really good lesson did you your parents go with you I was just gonna say no I think I was like the adult in that situation I was probably about eight yeah (laughs) nope no no but can't do that in our neighborhood I don't know we have a pretty safe neighborhood but there's an app you can go with your kids you can also go with your kid you don't have to like send them off like they did in the 90s (laughs) (laughs) 
But now I, I, I didn't know this, but yeah, there is an app. I, I, you do still have to like put in your zip code and then find a local troop in your area so that you're giving to your local community. Oh, it's not that you can just like well, one order. Thing, well, one thing that was cool, though, and I think that the, I don't think you can just or maybe you can just order them online. But my friend, I, I don't know if I finished this thought, but my friend who is a Daisy <laughs> Scout or something, uh-huh. she always sends an email every year. And it just came out a couple like weeks ago. And I ordered six boxes of cookies. Oh. and They're already gone. I'm so sorry. I should have. What? <laughs> I we should one. be munching on cookies right I now, know. girl. If I knew we were doing this episode, I would have saved a whole <laughs> box for us. Wow. Wait, what kinds did you get? Uh, then? My favorite. Favorites are uh, the Tagalongs, which are the peanut butter ones, uh-huh. the Samoas, which are the yes. coconut chocolate ones, uh-huh. and caramel, and then, the, of course, the Thin Mints. Yeah. Those are my yeah. three favorites. They're all great, but those are the, the ones. The Thin Mints are so good when you put them in the freezer. Totally. And then, oh totally. my God. Oh, God. I, I used to hide. This is so TMI. <laughs> but when I was a little girl, you know, I struggled with my weight because I loved food so much. And I remember coming home from school. I was a latchkey kid, let myself mm-hmm. in. Um, and we had just gotten Girl Scout cookies. And I remember taking like a full sleeve and just sitting on the couch eating them. And then all of a sudden one day my mom came home from work early and I shoved the whole sleeve under the couch. <laughs> and then for a whole week, I just ate. Cookies like from under them. the couch. Yeah. Just like nobody knows. Nobody knows my, my little secret. Stash. But now everybody in the world knows that I used to hide my Girl Scout cookies under the couch. That I used to do weird <laughs> like that. Too. That's a kid thing. I I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I actually Thank applaud you. you for that. Thank especially you. with a lot of, especially with Girl Scout cookies where they are at a premium. And you can claw people's eyes out for those cookies. Oh God. If you can fi- hide your little stash, <laughs> good on you. Um, Thank you. I'm into it. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's dive into a little bit of the history of Girl Scouts. Yeah, because tell I didn't me. know. I was too busy did, looking at the patches. <laughs> oh, well, the woman that started it, Juliet Gordon Lowe, she would actually go by Daisy. And that's why they have the daisies, I think. But did you look up her story? I mean, she, this woman was a force to be reckoned with, I think, early. You know, she she was born, you know, early 1800s or something like that. She started the group in 1912. Yeah. So she was probably born in 1850, I don't know, 1850 or something. But she was, when she was born, I mean, as a young girl, she was a troublemaker, kind of. That's what they were saying. And her parents were very successful. Her mother spoke six languages and her too was, she was um, also... A, a wily woman uh, they said that she could speak six languages but also curse in all six languages that's <laughs> and amazing for a mo- you know for yeah. her mom in the 1800s like that was kind of crazy it must have been her family rough. founded chicago like, oh wow. i mean they're very very well off but they were um living in savannah georgia i believe and this woman like she ended up juliet gordon low ended up marrying a very wealthy man who was like of britain society and so like she went off to england and he was very very wealthy and so she was part of society and because she was so she was just very talented and really and just very well educated um people loved her at the court and like she and would entertain these very famous people in their many mansions across europe but he ended up leaving her and divorcing her which was kind of unheard of Hmm. in that era and so then she was all of a sudden divorced and she at least got the savannah plantation home so she went back to savannah Mm -hmm. i guess she had learned about the boy scouts so that's another thing that i had heard that was what i was just sort of thinking about right now is that um in in europe Mm -hmm. there was some sort of a boy scouting type Mm -hmm. troop Mm -hmm. and in 1909 
the there were women UK like girls, girl who, guides who's but they yeah. showed up at a thing and we're like, yeah, bitch, we're gonna be Girl Scouts now. Yeah, and it was I think kind of a big deal that they decided that they were gonna do that. So I think she was in, very influenced by that movement yes. that was happening. Well, she in started. The UK. Then she started in the UK. She started in Scotland. She uh, went. I think she began in Scotland, and it was like a very small group of ladies who were in the Highlands and very uneducated. Mm. She would say like they they would know like how to take care of their house, but then they wouldn't know other you know other farming or camping or survival skills and so that she um, felt the need to educate them but so she started it in Scotland and then uh, founded a little girl I guess they were called girl guides and I guess with the boy scouts they could they allowed the them to be girl guides but they weren't allowed to speak to the boy scouts which oh, I thought was so kind weird. of but then she came over to the U.S. and made a phone call to her cousin and said, I have this idea. Let's do this organization. So great. And it was just so perfectly aligned with her wanting to do more because she had been growing up in society. A woman can't, you know, be an independent person on her own. She had to like marry this very wealthy man, go off into society. And like she was educated because of her wealth. But then as soon as the husband was gone, she was like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Right. right. And so she really her point was just to educate women. Call back to the independent lady situation we were just talking about earlier. But Yeah. yeah. But so she when she started this organization, People thought she was crazy and thought that, you know, of course, I mean, I guess she was 50 years old when she started it and divorced. And so people were like, whoa. But the Boy Scouts uh, had been founded by then. um, And so she slowly started this the Girl Scouts. Yeah. um, With, I think, just like a small group in Savannah. And then obviously it's just growing to millions. Totally. No, it's amazing. It's very um, inspiring to mm-hmm. have. That's how these things start. You know, somebody has an idea and says, let's do this. Right. Um, one thing that struck me, because I had to look up. I wasn't 100% sure at first. And then, of course, I fell into my own wormhole with this. But I had to look up to see if the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts were affiliated. Mm-hmm. And no, they are not. Mm-hmm. They are two separate organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You may or may not have heard about how the Boy Scouts are now not the Boy Scouts anymore. I think they're mm-hmm. just the Scouts and they are having girls. Mm-hmm. They're accepting girls into mm-hmm. their programs, too. And that was a whole hubbub with the Girl Scouts of America, because what do you call them if they're in the Boy Scouts, but they're girls? Mm-hmm. You want to call them a Girl Scout, but the Girl Scouts own that trademark. Mm. So you can't call a Girl Scout a Girl Scout. In the Boy Scouts. In the Boy Scouts. That's confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. So I think that I don't know what the, how they've been working that out. But mm-hmm. um, but also that the Boy Scouts now <clears throat> include both men and women that can join. But then the Girl Scouts say only no, girls. Only girls. Yeah. But they're very good about uh, more, uh, I don't know what you call it, liberal politics. So if you're, a, I read the whole oh, thing yeah. on the website. Mm-hmm. They, were, they said if you, if you're a trans girl, uh, we accept you on a case-to-case basis. Mm. Uh, but that being said, if you're being raised as a girl in your home and you identify as being a girl, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a problem. That's it. Mm-hmm. So you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was very great of them that they were so quick to not. Well, I think that was the point of um, Juliet Lowe from the day dot. It was supposed to be inclusive for all. And so even when... Um, I guess it was originally, yes, for white women, but 
um, because of the organization and the growth of it early on, very early on, minority groups started forming. And then in the 50s, it was integrated, which was unheard of in the 50s because that's before the civil rights movement. Yeah. She really made a point to say that this is for all all young girls of yeah. any race or ethnicity or, you know. So nationality. That's what's so interesting to me. Okay, so I got fell into my 4H wormhole because I started comparing. <laughs> so if you're if you have a girl mm-hmm. and you're trying to decide, oh well, then should I put her into Boy Scouts now or should I put her into Girl Scouts? Mm. What's the difference between the organizations? And and then I started being like, and what's the difference between 4H? And then I went oh, off the whole thing. But so forget 4H. Um, the difference between boy, the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts. I'm gonna call them the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts. I don't know what they're officially called. Scouts and the Girl Scouts. Um, there was a couple things that really stood out to me because they were saying, well, what, these are things you should know if you're choosing between the Scouts and the Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Girl Scouts is very inclusive. They were very quick to accept LGBTQ mm-hmm. women, uh, trans women, very quick to uh, accept them. They, uh, I looked on the website. There was stuff about abortion on their website. Really? And But the, 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 the question was, do you support Uh, abortion rights and they said we have no we don't support or not support we support women being able to make their choices for their own bodies and uh if individual troops want to have a leaning one way or the other that's up to them but we don't have a Mm -hmm. actual statement which i thought was a very good way of dealing with that because Mm -hmm. people have different feelings all across the country and you want to be able to unite the troops you know under in the one in the country um the Boy Scouts, on the other hand, have historically been very anti-gay. They have been very not okay with having troop leaders be gay. They've been very not okay with having their cub, their scouts be gay mm. or openly gay. They've been, they've just finally, since like maybe 2014 or something, started to kind of like be more relaxed about those rules. And um, the trans thing was a really big problem for them for a long time too, before they went co-ed. Mm-hmm. So then they were really resistant to that. One of the reasons why, because I was like, well, I mean, there's many reasons why that could be. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons why is that the Mormon church has been very connected to the Boy Scouts. Really? And, mm-hmm. and if you were Mormon, you were required to be a Boy Scout if when you were a little kid. So one in five Boy Scouts was Mormon. So when the Boy Scouts finally said, when they felt so much pressure, they had to say, okay, okay, we accept gay people and we accept mm-hmm. trans people. The Mormon church was like, we're out of here. So they lost a fifth of their Boy Scout. I mean, that's if, yeah. you're, if you're a company, even a non-for-profit, you lost a huge percentage of your, your income and your growth and all that. So that was one of the reasons why they've really been very weird about that. So the Boy Scouts has traditionally been for white, straight, Christian men. Mm-hmm. And they also officially don't allow you in if you're an atheist. Oh, no. Yeah. What? Where the Girl Scouts, uh, they just changed. There's like a pledge or something that says God in it. Mm-hmm. And they the Girl Scouts officially said, if you want to replace God with whatever, you can go for it. Oh, no problem. Good for the Girl so Scouts. So they really are honoring this tradition of being inclusive Mm-hmm. that was set from the mm-hmm. beginning which is really cool so if you have so i want to make it clear it's not this because some people think there's been confusion when the boy scouts opened up for girls mm-hmm. and some parents were thinking like oh it's the same thing or oh it doesn't right. matter some just so you know it's not exactly the same thing mm. also i think that you have to wear the full uniform in the boy scouts 
and the, and the women, girl scouts now they don't even have a full uniform really they have like a a vest or a sash ah or a tunic a tunic or something. oh lovely <laughs> some sort of i mean it's thing. all about the, those patches it's about the patches you, you gotta, gotta show you gotta have patches. something for the patches oh man when oh, i, I would them. do something and then get a patch it was like you're on top of the world i mean it's such a great organization for just instilling confidence in young women for sure in order you know you set your mind to something and you're able to do it um did you know that past girl scout alum include taylor swift mariah carey uh, venus and serena williams Katie Couric, Barbara Walters, yeah. Robin Roberts, um, and of course Hillary Rodham Clinton. Nice, everybody. So, I mean, everybody. certainly it's a, it's been an institution in the United States. I think that's another thing versus 4-H is I think it's much easier to find Girl Scout troops that are active in mm-hmm. your look in your area. So that's always a plus too. You know, right? Well, it's also I didn't know this, but um, if you uh, don't have a child but you still want to get involved and be maybe a troop leader mm-hmm. you can still volunteer yeah that's cool um, too. which you can could be a mentor to young when well, i imagine cool. i can imagine somebody that had gone through the girl scout program and again didn't have kids but just missed being part of the community yeah. that's a great way to do it mm-hmm. um i was gonna say and also just one more thought about joining the scouts versus the girl scouts specifically mm. is that yeah the boys that scouts will be co-ed right and then the girl scouts was just girls mm. as a person that went to a woman's university there's a lot of benefits to just having it stay all girls mm. especially for young girls because there's a little more space for them to be heard traditionally mm-hmm. uh, i think some of these things are changing hopefully but boys tend to be more loud and aggressive and girls sometimes get sort of stomped on i think on t- not literally but just <laughs> they don't get their voices heard all the time in in these environments also there it sort of eliminates girls can be boy crazy and whatever but they can be themselves and they don't you know when you get to a certain age yeah. and you're trying to impress a boy if you're in a group of girls you don't have to worry about it you know mm-hmm. so i think that that's a nice thing too that um it really focuses on girls being learning how to be strong women Mm -hmm. Mm. that being said i also i was wondering though should maybe there should maybe it's not so great that the boy scouts is co-ed for the boys Mm -hmm. because why is it why wouldn't you want to i think it's okay to have a boy group that's boys that are taking care of each other as long as it's not toxic masculinity style right which it seems like it may have been a little bit of but i think i think although a lot of christian values in the boy scouts so mostly i think it was good stuff helping people out and stuff like that yeah build I mean, a fire help a friend <laughs> i don't know fire, <laughs> is, that, help a is that the motto yeah i i mean i i think because of the time we're in right now that's why they were you know people are really are pushing for all inclusivity and that sort of thing and so that's why they really pushed it but i kind of agree with you that it, there's nothing wrong with having a boy scouts and a girl scout i don't think so either i think it's okay to have some things that are gendered like that and as long as they're inclusive of all what it yeah all whatever people you know i yeah. don't know i and i do think it's nice to have a safe space that's just for women and i think it's nice to have a space safe space that's just for boys if right. they're learning well just coming off things. of our barbershop yeah you know she's not your rehab like yeah where else could you learn this sort of stuff other than like boy scouts and yeah and have these men talk about any types of trauma and all that sort of stuff and i'm not gonna say boys get distracted by cute girls but in the same way I just said girls just can be distracted by boys. Thing. Yeah, just you have like a some space where you don't have to worry about that stuff so mm. much or whatever. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I maybe that's old fashioned, but I think that there's space for that stuff. And if mm-hmm. you want to do a co ed one, 
join 4-H. Oh, <laughs> why, why not? Oh, man, this is not a 4-H podcast. Oh, God. I, I think it, well, it well, is on my end. But um, <laughs> that's my secret My secret mission is to get everyone to join 4-H. Uh, I will say, too, though, that there were some families that did both. Because 4-H mm. tends to meet once a month. And the Scouts <laughs> tends to meet uh, on once week. a week. So if you want to join groups that are co-ed groups, mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. And then you can also have your single sex Well, group. sadly, there is a huge decline in membership in the Girl Scouts. Yeah, going on right now, I'm and I think I it's a lot to do with just so many different opportunities, yeah, and different different extracurricular activities that some schools offer. But then also, I was reading that the parents are actually you have to show up for your kid and help yeah, volunteer, and definitely. a lot of the parents are dropping their kids off and yeah. not and and having to work and and provide yeah. for their families because the middle class is fucked these yeah, days. Yeah. So they're having to work and do you know and provide for their families in that way, and then they're not able to show up to volunteer to sell cookies. You know, right. so the parents are not able to let their children be in. A yeah, part of and Scouts. I guess because it is a weekly thing, it's a pretty big commitment, commitment. to yeah, some it's degree. A big time commitment. Um, that's a bummer. Yeah. I wonder, <laughs> too, if there isn't something to be said. Because I know we're not there yet. But also, because there are more... I, I'm sure at one point, the only place a young girl could feel empowered in that way was in Girl Scouts. And I guess you kind of hit on this. But there's just more programs now for young women to feel empowered in different ways. And they could be more... Right. Maybe less time-consuming and more specific to their interests. Oh, can I tell you one thing? Somebody was complaining about how um, people are like, well, why would you join the Cub Scout, the Scout Scouts and not join the Girl Scouts? And I'm like, well, the Boy Scouts offers more, you know, like more like camping and things. Mm-hmm. And maybe at one point the Girl Scouts was less. I don't really know. But I went to see like what kinds of programs they offer. Not only do they have like a hiking outdoorsy whole thing that they do like hike runs like these intense boy scouts no the girl scouts Scouts. they're doing now uh and then out outward bound type like days and days in the woods so they're doing that for sure but they also have a stem program which i thought was so awesome that they're and i'm sure that's a little bit newer but to do like the science math engineering Mm -hmm. they're really trying to focus more on that rather than so great the housekeeping you know cleaning or cooking or taking all that you know but even for yeah and i think that that's great but the i i the fact that it was specifically like such an academic mm-hmm. thing was, mm-hmm. I just was really excited about that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be academic in a boring way. It can be like, we're going to build a robot today. And you're like, cool. Right. <laughs> Give me my patch. Yeah. I'm right. Into it. <laughs> so I was, I don't know. That made me really excited to get a child involved in Girl Scouts. It seems like they're doing what they can to evolve, mm-hmm. at least. Well, yeah. I mean, in 2016, the Girl Scouts took the stage or 2015 the Girl Scouts took the stage at the CES which is Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas and debuted their digital cookie which is basically like you could launching websites and then launching um, personal apps so teaching their young ones about technology and entrepreneurship through technology and then basically like helping position Girl Scouts for a better future in technology yeah they were also Cool. That's so cool. And they were voted, oh, I don't remember what year it was, but the top 10 or they made some top 10 list from Forbes for being right. uh, one of the most innovative companies of that year or that whatever right. lately. Because I think that they, I mean, similar to our story about how, you know, if, you, if you're if you trying to sell cookies and you don't have the resources, you got to be creative. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. learning from their own right. lessons, which is that they got to change with the times. They've got to right. come up with ways to stay on the leading edge. And mm-hmm. they're actually making an effort to do that, it seems, which is really exciting. Right. I mean, a Girl Scout app to buy cookies. Hello. Well, I mean, of course. How cool. And also, right. how dumb not to do that. Right. 
Right. How dumb would they be to right. not want to? And I think forward. that they've gone back several different times to, you know, they've been re-upping their their app and making it better. That's great. Yeah. And the, I like I said, my I bought cookies online for my friend, and that money went to that troop. So right. I was still like kind of right. going door still to door, but digitally. Um. Yeah. I'm. It definitely made me feel like if I had a daughter right now, I would definitely find a troop and see if that was a good fit for her mm -hmm. because i am feeling very pro you'd show up with your 4-h shirt on i go do you yep. girl scouts baby but if not if you don't like it no we just, just do both it. we'll do it. I'll, <laughs> we'll take it once a month at this troop and and then every week to the other yeah and then i would keep all the patches and i would put them on my <laughs> denim jacket and to my, me it just blew my mind that whenever we would go camping it would just be all ladies like yeah. how cool is that no i think and i mean great. nowadays too i mean i was reading there's like cookie dads there's there's male you can be a, a dad troop leader i mean they, yeah it's all inclusive that's so. really great and imagine you know so you felt really you felt like it was really cool when you're out camping and it's all these girls like doing it in the mud doing their thing yeah but so now that for sure and then in addition to that being in a computer lab and right. all the girls are right all the people in there are girls like that sends a message to you and it mm -hmm. becomes really normalized right so if you're really little and you're learning computer programming stuff as a little kid or whatever and everybody's a girl in the room you don't think it's such a weird thing mm -hmm. us old people are like oh my god right. there's so many there's vaginas so many in here it's amazing you're like no <laughs> it's normal it's fine well there's something about like every woman uh, you know who has been in space had done girl scouts I'm, that does not surprise you know, me. That's cool. So I think that's cool. And then this is something that I did not know and I learned because of my research. In 1927, in a Girl Scout publication, is the first recorded recipe of s'mores. Oh. S'mores are my absolute favorite dessert. Uh, I mean, I have made it over a Glade candle in my Brooklyn yeah. apartment. <laughs> I fucking love. I know. Don't do that. Taste <laughs> don't do like. that. It'll taste like Pacific Breeze. Yeah. Um, but I love s'mores and I had no idea that you, it can be traced back to the Girl Scouts. Makes sense. But I love May it. Makes sense. That's really cool. Yeah. Innovative women doing innovative things. Look at that. Burning a marshmallow over an open fire. And putting chocolate and graham cracker on it. Mm, you're welcome. You're welcome, world. I mean, I didn't come up with it. I wasn't a Girl Scout. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I think know. it's cool. I think I think that's neat that they're still they're still thriving today. I mean, yes, the membership is down, but so after this podcast, I'm sure it'll just pop back up again. Sure, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, have your girls try it out, see if it's a good fit. You know, yeah, sure. Sounds, I'm I'm into it. Yeah, where does anybody? If anybody also has like old patches they don't want anymore, they can send them to me. <laughs> I really want them. It's you want like my? A, do you want my sash? My old sash? I How many patches do you have on it? I a lot. I remember. I'm gonna there was a lot. Pull for the patches and put it, them they on. They weren't. Her. It was like butterfly looking, <laughs> or like <laughs> like taking a magnifying glass and like studying moths. I that was like a patch. This might be my new hobby. I might just try to find old patches and try to put them on a jacket. I mean, that would be it's cool. So cool! Oh my yeah. god! I don't know how cool it is. It makes me excited though. <laughs> I mean, the uniform was like part of the reason oh, why to join in the first. I place. was very jealous of the uniform. Yeah, I would show up to school wearing my little brownie uniform. Yeah. I the coolest part was like the socks. Yes. Like you even had like a sock like thing, stretchy those. thing that would hold up your socks with like a little orange bow. Yes, I remember that. I yeah. was very jealous. Yeah, it was cool. Anyway, we couldn't afford to continue. So yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad they and you know what? They got rid of all that. So yeah, that's not you don't have to worry about it anymore. Well, I think this is a, an inspiring episode. Yeah. 
I, I know, learned a lot that, about the Girl Scouts. Let you forgot, forgot about forget them. for a moment uh, what's happening in the world today. Well, you know what? <laughs> if you get your girls active in and your boys active in programs, Girl Scouts or otherwise, then they can be. You know, they're going to be tomorrow's leaders. So let's That's get them. Right. Let's get them going doing positive things. <laughs> oh, I thought it'd be fun to do the Girl Scout Promise. You mean the 4-H pledge? No, the Girl Scout Promise. <laughs> oh, okay. And you do your oh, okay. hands like this. Right? Right. I think you do it. Oh, I don't know. Like a nanu nanu. Yeah. Like, take me Spock. to your leader. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. On, On my honor, honor I, I will, will try, try to serve God or, or whatever, whatever it, could be, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and my country, my country to help people at all times and to live by the Girl Scout law. Thanks for joining us, you guys. What wow. a fun episode. <laughs> Thank you all. Toodles. Bye. Hey, guys, by the way, we forgot. <laughs> if you need some sex toys, uh, you should go to adamandeve.com. Take it away. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's HORIO. W-H-O-R-E-O. HORIO at adamandeve.com. 